Hello and welcome to Markham Horror, a podcast about Arkham Horror the card game from Fantasy Flight Games, featuring gameplay, analysis, and bad advice. Join me, your host, Mark Maddox, for a new episode coming up next. Hello and welcome to another episode of Markham Horror. Today I have something a little different for you. Where the last episode featured me playing the game for our entertainment, today I wanted to expand a bit on something I've been thinking about for a while, about what makes this game special. In future episodes, I hope to mix it up like this, trying new segments to see what works, exploring ideas inspired by the game and its world. One of the things I truly love about the Arkham Horror Living Card Game is that it features emergent storytelling. Chances are, if you were attracted to this game, whether you know the term or not, you already know what emergent storytelling is, and chances are, you already love it. It's a term that comes from video games, especially sprawling open-world role-playing games like Skyrim or Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's the feeling of being in a world where your choices matter and you are free to achieve your goals your way. In essence, you become both the protagonist and the author of the story as you play. Your decisions have consequences and it magnifies the sense of achievement when you complete the game, having told the story you wanted to tell within the framework of the game. Emergent storytelling exists in lots of other forms, of course. It's practically the essence of every tabletop role-playing game worth playing, or at least worth remembering. There are lots of other games that are designed to accomplish exactly this by directly prompting players to create stories on the spot, once upon a time, Rory story cubes and the like, providing only the barest elements and challenging the players to use their imaginations to fill the gaps. Through these games, we can immerse ourselves in the story, imagining our characters reacting to the situation as it develops in the cards. For example, in the last episode, I played Roland Banks in the scenario Murder at the Excelsior Hotel. I realized beforehand that Roland's ability to discover a clue upon defeating an enemy gives him an incentive to get into fights, and in this scenario, there are innocents on the scene, both bystanders and police officers. Roland is portrayed in the Arkham Files universe as being a good cop who does things by the rules. But then I noticed on his investigator card that it said, Everything by the book, every I dotted and every T crossed, it had worked until now. Even though before, in other scenarios, I'd always imagined Roland to be that kind of rule follower, I decided to give him the freedom to do what was necessary rather than what was right. I was willing to let Roland bend away from maintaining a clear conscience. And 
Then the scenario played a little trick on me. When the police first arrive on the scene and murder at the Excelsior Hotel, a single officer is placed in the second floor hall, knocking at the door of room 225. But this time, before I left the room to try and walk by him as if nothing had happened, I drew the encounter card, Driven to Madness, which meant that the officer, now insane from the sinister force at work in the hotel, was waiting to ambush me, causing what I'd said at the start of the game to come true, but not in the way I'd imagined. The story, in other words, had emerged, and my imagination adapted. When it happened a second time, the story had truly taken shape. Rather than embrace his dark side, Roland Banks had been thrust into a situation where he had no choice but to defend himself, even if the police were unlikely to see it the same way. Witnessing that story take shape was a pleasure in its own right. I can take a brutal defeat in any given game session if I feel like I've been part of a good, evolving story. I'm glad in this one that it wasn't the case. But despite this unpredictable unfolding, our stories take place within a structure provided for us. There are the building blocks of the scenario, of course, and within the scenario, the act and the agenda cards. The scenario, in turn, may or may not fit into the larger structure of a campaign. But when it does, it functions as a chapter in a broader story. You might also imagine the rules themselves as supporting all other forms of storytelling in the way that grammar supports the conveyance of ideas through language. The locations, the act and the agenda, the encounter deck full of hazards and foes are further elements to build on but yet we still do not have a complete story. When we look closely, we see that while the scenario may be a chapter in a story, it's only a frame. Imagine, more specifically, that the scenario is a chapter outline, a, ch a statement of how the author expects the story to go before the story has actually been written. As we play, the details of this story the scenes, the sentences, the words and phrases themselves all emerge from our gameplay. Building from the outline, we take over as co-storyteller through our own actions and choices. We are sharing the storyteller role as we can see our plans dashed by unfortunate card draws and rough token pulls. But in my opinion, that just adds to the excitement of watching the story unfold. We're both co-creator and audience in one. When I say that we are storytellers, I don't necessarily mean that one can concoct a written story strictly out of a play-by-play. -play. I've tried, and at some point it doesn't quite make sense to think of it too literally. Sometimes the cards turn in ways that would not make sense if committed to another medium. Instead, our gameplay allows the story to take shape in our imagination. Sometimes the story is suspenseful, sometimes absurd. Sometimes it whipsaws between moods, threatening to shake you off entirely. The randomness of the encounter deck and our own investigator decks mean that no two games will ever be quite the same. But if it were only randomness that the game offered, 
it wouldn't have quite the hold on us that it does. In exchange for a lack of fine control, for never being able to reduce the risk of failure to zero, no matter how well our decks are designed, the game offers us authorship of the story we experience. We choose the characters we use. We choose what those characters have at their disposal, the combination of gear and skills and talents that they can use to face the scenario. If we want to approach a problem with stealth and guile, we can have our investigators furtively snooping for clues and slipping beneath the notice of the enemies the encounter deck sends our way. We can confront the problem head-on, using force to overwhelm the opposition. Or, if we want, we can try to get by on our wits and our luck, making use of whatever comes to hand to somehow scrape our way to victory. Whichever way we choose, we players have the freedom to tell the story we would like to hear. In so doing, the scenario becomes not just an opponent, but also a collaborator. What inspired this train of thought was the series of tarot cards drawn by artist Lenka Simakova and previewed on Twitter by Fantasy Flight, uh, teasing the imminent announcement of, we think, the return to the Circle Undone. In the Circle Undone, the story, the tarot is used as a storytelling device throughout the cycle. The story is rich with imagery derived from tarot cards. Players can give their investigators tarot cards that provide a small enhancement. I hope and strongly suspect that when Return to the Circle Undone is released, it'll expand on this theme and hopefully give us new, more powerful tarot cards for our investigators. But considering it further, I realized that emergent storytelling can be seen in the real-life tarot, too. Rather than just an amusement or a way to separate fools from their money, or even an earnest attempt to divine the future, a tarot deck can be like a set of prompts for someone to think about the circumstances of their lives in a new way. With the help of a reader who can listen and guide them to an insight, using the turn of each card to frame what was in front of us all along. With insight, we can accept our fate, or else take it into our own hands. For me, emergent storytelling makes the magic of Arkham Horror. It's what makes Arkham feel unique, that mix of strategy, tactics, planning, role-playing, and storytelling that keeps me returning. Thank you for joining me with another episode of Markham Horror. Next time, I believe we will be returning to our live play series. I believe we will be rejoining Roland Banks for an another adventure, this time into the catacombs of Paris for the Pallid Mask. If you want to contact me, you can find me at markhamhorror.wordpress.com for our podcast website, or you can find me on Discord as HypnoNavy. I'm in several places in the community, so you can track me down quite easily. In any case, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for joining me, and I will catch you on the flip side.